Hello, humans, and welcome to the 31st episode of the Mostly Normal Gamers podcast. We are recording on Wednesday, January 22nd, 2020. My name is AJ, mostly initials ID. I am lucky enough to be joined this week by Aaron, the Maverick Woods. Howdy. And Sim Game Shane Pavlik. Howdy. Just happens to be the best combo of the three from the Mostly Normal Gamers podcast crew. Simply the best. <laughs> and today we will be talking about what we've been playing, the top 20 best-selling games of the decade. It's Call of Duty. And discussing <laughs> if the love in our relationships is strong enough to survive the strain and stress of Overcooked 2. If you are looking to be part of the conversation, you can find and follow us at MN Gamers Podcast on Twitter. If you think tweeting is for the birds but still want your voice heard, please send us an email to mngamerspodcast at gmail.com and we'll reply back or read your email on the podcast, whatever you prefer. Guys, now that we got all that out there, Shane, I heard you finally pulled the trigger on something you've been debating for some time. What did you get? Hell yeah. So I picked up a Switch Lite. Nice. Uh, and got that sweet blue color. It is so sexy. Nice. Uh, yeah, dude. It's awesome. I thought and thought, you know, I've been thinking probably about six months. I, uh, I don't move fast on things. It takes me a while <laughs> to, to deliberate. And finally, I was just like, you know what? I've been thinking about this for too long. I should just go buy it. So I did. I picked up a handful of games for it and... I am loving my purchase. Was there something that put you over the edge to buy it, or did you finally just go, I'm going to do this? And what were you thinking about the whole time? Were you like think, debating color or model or what? So I was never debating color if I would have gone with the light. I was debating the model if I was going to go with the full package or with the light. But you know, I, I spent a lot of time uh, on the road for my job, so I wanted something on the go, and so I was buying it for on the go, and I only was considering doing the, you know, regular Switch model to get my daughter into video games, but Santa brought her a regular Nintendo and a PlayStation 1 classic, as I've talked about, yeah. uh, and she's shown, like, zero interest in them at all, so I'm like, why would I buy this thing that she has zero interest in right now? If she ever decides to want to get into playing the Switch, well then, hell, you know, I'll go buy the one that we can dock at home, and I'll still have my one for the road, so that played a, a part of it, but then uh, the Nintendo sale that was going on did as well, so... I, like, I wanted to get the Switcher because I've never beaten it, and I it, it's, it's such a long game, and I love Gwent, and I feel like it's the perfect game for on the road. And so the minute I saw that it was coming to Switch, it reignited my uh, wanting to buy it. And so when that went on sale, I was just like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to go pick this up, and I will play it. And then just there was a whole bunch of other games on sale, too, so... I picked up Stardew Valley, which is probably the game I've been playing the most, just <laughs> because I get so sucked into Stardew Valley, and it, that game is just so fucking good. I, I, I love it. And we need to, I built that co-op farm, so we need to find some time where we can jump in together and try that out co-op, because I think that's probably going to be pretty fucking sweet. So. Yeah, maybe even later tonight. I downloaded the app, the Nintendo app that you need for chat, so... 
Oh shit! I, I you want to download that? I've not done that. Yeah, I I will. So uh, that sounds good. Yeah, so Stardew Valley is good. The Switcher. Switcher. I'm adding. Oh my gosh! Uh, that's a 3. great name for it. Uh, we should call it the Switcher. <laughs> so yeah, clearly, I, you're not worried about graphical fidelity on that. How is it in 720p? Can you yeah. tell or? I can tell. So I I, I never played it on PC. I only pay, played it on my PS4 Pro. There's definitely a difference but not that big of a difference. The smaller screen probably helps a lot with that, I'd imagine. Correct, yeah. So, small screen, you know, the game, it just reacts really well. I've actually had a little bit of kind of, like, glitching out in Stardew Valley, which is weird to me. I'm talking about, you know, like, a quick pop, you know, where it just, like, and where it doesn't affect anything at all. But I've noticed it. Whereas I haven't had that at all in The Witcher. So um, I was surprised by that because I figured that game you'd have more of that happening. So um, in but, combat, it's fine. It never like yeah. glitches and chugs. You can fight five guys at once and it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I Dang. had zero issues with it. It's blowing my mind how it's possible. And I actually saw a tweet go out from somebody that said they're going to be either working on a serious overhaul for graphical fidelity for The Witcher. They found a new way to create the game, and it's going to be a massive update when it comes out, um, much larger than they initially thought. So I'm really intrigued by that because I think, you know, graphics look good as they are. You know, it it doesn't bother me, but if it was even better, that would kick even more ass. Um, I wonder what's incentivizing CD Projekt Red to do that, though. Yeah, I, I would assume they're just like focused on cyberpunk right now. Yeah, you know, they, you know, they've been focused on cyberpunk for a while and they still pushed out uh, the Gwent standalone game uh, and also Thronebreaker as well. So I think they just have different teams working on different things and they want folks to buy the, the Witcher on the Switch and the Switcher. You know, it's the Switcher. Yeah, it's crazy <laughs> because, you know, I, I have it on PS4 Pro and. At the same time I bought it on the Nintendo store, it was on sale on the PlayStation store for, I think, like $14.99. Yeah, and it I was bought pretty it cheap. for the Switch for $41.99. Yeah, I don't know uh, I don't know what the fuck the deal is, but you're, it, Aaron, it's true. Everything fucking costs more on Switch, and it's not as good. So it makes no yeah. sense. It well, makes no the, sense. I think the problem is, is the ports to that platform are just newer. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the yep. Switcher itself is... What, or the, 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 God damn it, now you got to do it. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I, I got to believe the, the Witcher itself is, what, at least three years old now? Maybe four? The it, original it, game? No, I think no, it was No, like no, 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 Witcher 3, Witcher 3. It's got to be three or four years old. So, and it came out on Switch, what, within October. this past year. Yeah, it was so, October. And I think it's a 2015 game. Uh, yeah, Witcher, it's so. four years old. May 19th, 2015, according to yeah, the Google yeah. machine. <laughs> That's a, it's, I mean, it's a long time to be on PS4 without dropping that. I mean, I, yeah, I saw it on sale, too, for like, it was either $10 or $15 for like the complete edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, I mean, I can, I can understand where it, it sucks for the Switch crowd only getting it. I mean, I, they got it in October, but I don't know. I guess that's the price you pay. It's the Nintendo tax. I guess. Yeah, uh, it is. I, uh, it's true. I, you know, here's the thing. I support CD Projekt Red. And oh, yeah. I had absolutely no problem 
Because I got The Witcher 3 on PS4 for 20 bucks whenever I bought it years ago. And I had no problem paying them 41.99. I was like, this is on sale. You know, it's not the full price it normally would be. So uh, I'll give you 41.99 for a game that's been out for a while. And I'm going to have a ton of fun playing it, even if it just turns into a Gwent machine for me. For sure. It's an unbelievably uh, good game. <laughs> yeah. And then I also picked up Hollow Knight as well because I've heard so much good stuff about it. And I only dove in quickly kind of to give it a test spin. Uh, but I really liked what I saw and I'm really looking, I'm glad I pulled the trigger on that one as well. Uh, I always, I did find it interesting though, our little back and forth, how like the one thing that almost keeps getting me into buying the Switch, which is, well, I, I should say one thing because there's also, you know, the Mario parties of the world, basically all the whole suite of the Mario games in general. Yeah. But the like Super Smash is 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 that one for me for sure, and we keep releasing new characters to just announce a whole new <laughs> DLC package, and I'm like, I'm so excited. And Shay's like, fuck that game. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I've no. Aaron, you're not gonna. Yeah, Aaron, you're not gonna like this. I actually own Smash, and I've probably played it a total of like four hours oh or something God. like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. and I'm part of it, <laughs> part of it is has to do with the fact that i am horrible at it and i even tried to like learn a little bit and i was like dude i just it, i'm so bad at this <laughs> did you guys play the originals any of the like from 64 through well i mean i, mean, I guess I, I played i played the original smash and then melee yeah i didn't really play the i didn't play the one that came out for wii or wii u but <clears throat> and, I, and i have played the newest one on some of my friends switch but I, I loved it. But if you, I guess if you haven't played the originals, you lack that nostalgia appeal, I, I, maybe? Well, I have some of it because I do remember playing on this N64 with my cousins and friends and stuff like that. But even then, my memories were like, everyone else knows how to play this game, but not me. And oh, I'm getting man. killed. And now when I play it, like... The computer beats me, so <laughs> yeah, that'll I need happen. to like I need to get good, I guess. And I still yeah. have the game, and it's it's a physical copy, so I could totally still play it. I just haven't yet, I guess. <laughs> I have never played one of those games, and I have no interest in playing. It. <laughs> if I were to play a fighting game, it's Mortal Kombat all the way. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm a Mortal Kombat fan, um, and so another game that I've been playing on the Switch which I can't believe I'm about to say, is Fortnite. I oh, yeah. I <laughs> tried it on PlayStation 4 a while ago and was like, this game is fucking stupid. I don't know why anybody would play this. However, for shits and giggles, I downloaded it on my Switch and gave it a try. And all of a sudden, it like got its claws in me. Uh, <laughs> and I... like. I was playing Stardew Valley the most, and I'm probably playing Fortnite the most now. I can't describe it. Like, I don't know why. And I was, I think it was two nights ago, I was so close to my first victory. I came in second, and I was uh, crossing the water, uh, and the <laughs> person was hiding right behind the tree. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get him. I, just as I got out of the water, he was like, Pfft. You fucker! I was screaming. It's at that my, though. Uh, it's that shit right there, precisely, which is why it gets your hooks in you because it literally is like it's just mm -hmm. straight to your dopamine receptors when you're all like, "Oh shit, I might actually get this one." Like yep. when, whenever you get get to that top five point, oh, it's man. just like shit. It's uh, true. Yeah, yeah, dude. No, that's that. That's exactly it. And I'm just like, God, fuck, shit, damn it. 
I, I can't believe I've fallen for the trap. Uh, oh, but uh, speaking of another trap I've fallen for is uh, Tetris 99 as well. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> I, uh, I love Tetris, and I have been plugging some time into that as well. I would love to play that. I wish that would made that like um, a side mode for Tetris Effect. Oh, yeah, that's a good On idea, the PlayStation yeah. 4, because I don't even think Tetris 99 is on the PS4. It's and that not, just sounds yeah. like a really, like, a. I would love to play a Battle Royale Tetris game. That just sounds so dope. Yeah, yeah dude, awesome. it's hard as fuck. It uh, is super hard. <laughs> yeah, I haven't finished higher than 45th. Uh, oh, so dang. I'm like, fuck, fuck. Yeah, it's, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, and I'm figuring it out, but it, it's tough. Uh, and then last but not least, the last thing I've been playing on PS4, Jedi Fallen Order. I believe I'm about halfway through the game now, and, and I actually have some gripes about it. So uh, talking about the fidelity, I am now having these things that weren't happening to me before, but we're like, I'll be like running with Cal, and all of a sudden, the whole game will freeze. I'll be like going through a door, what? and it's like, and I'm like, what the fuck? And it's just like that loading uh, symbol pops up in the corner, and I'm just like stuck in a doorway for like four or five seconds. And then all of a sudden, it just like, boom, goes back to normal, and I like burst through the door. And I'm just like, what the fuck was that? Uh, yeah. I've had it happen a whole bunch of times now, and that's frustrating as hell. Uh, you should and, like, report that shit. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> I don't even know how I'd go about doing that. No, I think, uh, isn't there a thing like, oh, it's not actually causes you Yeah, it had to be an crash. error. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't crash, no. Yeah, it gotcha. just uh, like kind of like stutters. And I'm like, come on, come on. And like, fortunately, it's not happening during combat or anything like that, because that would, oh my God, I would, that might make me set the game down. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> just, just like running through doors, uh, I've had it happen a bunch of times. And then the way the hair looks, especially now that I'm seeing Wookiees and stuff, is just so fucking bad. The Wookiees are so bad. I'm just like, man, what the fuck? But, you know, the world, <laughs> the gameplay, I, I love all of that. Uh, I feel like it's just like these polished things that are kind of like irritating me about it. I honestly can't believe they let those Wookiees go through. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. They're pretty bad. I, I'll, I'll, I, I agree. You said something about them becoming Rasta or something, because it's yeah, true. Yeah, they all like, look like Rastafari. Their hairs are, like, dreadlocked instead yeah. of, like, oh, it's man. instead of, like, a furry, yeah. fluffy Wookiee. It's, like, yeah. Shit, that's a good description. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, all, they all just got back from a fish concert. Cool. <laughs> good stuff. Well, I'm not uh, going to talk too much about what I've been playing, because I haven't been playing too much more but one of them is the witcher 3 we talked a lot about that but i am playing it on ps4 pro and it's actually a replay and the only thing i will say about it is that this is the first time i've played it since cd project red released their graphical update for the ps4 version and it looks freaking awesome i mean this game could come out this year and i don't think anyone would complain about the graphics at all yeah. So I've been loving that. I'm actually all the way on to the second DLC already. So I just nice. got my vineyard. And uh, it's my favorite part of the game because it's just so colorful. The skies are so blue and bright because the Witcher world generally is pretty dark. So it's nice yeah, when it's like, oh, yeah. Uh, and then the other game <coughs> I was playing was Valkyria Chronicles 4. And this is my first Valkyria. Curia Chronicles game, and I actually picked it up because you guys were talking about JRPGs last week, and John mentioned something about playing like 40 hours of it and stopping, and I was like, huh, 
I'm kind of looking for a game right now. Valkyria Chronicles sounds sick. So I picked it up, and it's the first game like this I've played where you actually get to control the players, but it's like a combination between a turn-based RPG and like a full action game. So basically, you take turns in a sense that you get an X amount of moves, and you get to decide which player to move. So you could move the same player every time if you wanted. I don't know what strategical advantage that would ever give you, but I'm just saying you could. But it's awesome because you choose the player, and then instead of just, like, selecting attack, you take control of the character with full-on controls, and you, like, run up to where you want to be with the stick, and then at that point you select, like, whether you're going to heal or attack. And it's not super action. You just select from a menu that you're going to shoot, but you have to actually aim with the left stick where you're going to shoot. And then it's, like, just a percentage depending on how good your guy is whether or not the shot's gonna hit and it's just yeah it's just really cool kind of combination of turn-based and physically controlling your character that i've never experienced before and i really like it a lot and like i think john said it's anime as fuck so (laughs) it's um it's definitely got like that weird japanese anime to it with the characters but i'm liking it so far and then the very last thing is I've been grinding that Call of Duty and I unlocked my gold skin for my AK and I'm super happy and proud about it because there's a lot of skins you have to unlock to get that shit. <laughs> nice. Congrats, dude. Yeah, and I found out that there's a platinum skin after that and then something else that I don't even remember what it's called. But to get the platinum skin, you have to unlock the gold for every gun of that gun type. So, like, if I wanted the platinum skin for the AK, I have to unlock it gold for every assault rifle. And it's, like, I think one of the ones for assault rifles, you have to get, like, 800 kills, just regular kills. So I, It was <laughs> funny. I was rolling around online the other day with that. This Whoever was just dominating the match for a couple of the matches, we were all in the same room. And... The guy was braiding the other guy's like, fucking switch to a different gun. You always use that gold gun. Clearly you got that gun maxed out. Switch to a different goddamn gun. <laughs> now that you have a gold gun, get ready to be berated for having a gold gun, apparently. Dude, yeah, to be damn, completely well. honest, I have mostly not been using it because I maxed it out and I switched to my M1 or my M4A1 and I almost have that one gold now too because nice. that was the gun I started with. After that, though, I don't think I'll ever get another one to gold because it's just too much. Plus, I'd have to play with another gun and, like, get used to it or whatever. I don't know. And then my last little thing I wanted to touch on was the spec ops. Aaron, you and I and your buddies tried this and failed miserably. Yeah, we were not prepared at all. No. And then this morning, I tried it with two other friends and a random... And we did okay, but we still failed. So that mode is just hard. Well, I like how there's so many different ways to play it, it seems. And there's a whole bunch of different levels. I think it's really well done. And I want to get into it more, to be quite frank. Yeah, it definitely requires teamwork and communication. Because we were down to the point where one guy was carrying an ammo crate. And the other guy was carrying an an armor crate. And the other guy was carrying a grenade crate. And we were like oh, shit, I'm out of ammo, and he's like, oh, here, I'll drop this. Oh, shit, I'm out of armor. Here, I'll drop this. And we were, like, reviving each other, and we actually yeah. almost made it all the way through, and we just got a little reckless at the end, and we died. <laughs> Whereas when we did it, 
We were just all like, fuck it. Pick whatever yeah. class, and everybody yeah. just picked the default, like, you, warrior class that everybody already had set up. You and Big D were, like, off yonder, and, like, yeah. me and uh, the other, like, brew crew or whatever hadn't even, like, made it downstairs from the building. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, uh, we were not coordinated or talking, or we were just, everybody was like, I'm going to kill the bad guys. Yippee! Yeah. Aaron, <laughs> why don't you just go on to what you were playing from here? I, that's all I was talking about, so... Uh, well, actually, I was the one thing I was curious about when you were talking about Valkyria Chronicles. So I played Valkyria Chronicles Remastered, and I really like it. And then, yeah, I saw that Valkyria Chronicles 4 was on sale, and I almost bought it. I just didn't for some reason. But, like, I was curious. I was like, is there a 2 and a 3? Am I missing something? Okay, I Googled that because I wanted to make sure. And they said that it's pretty much a standalone story. There's like one or two references to the first game or something in it. So I apparently... But there, is a, two, really, there is a two and a three there, yes. somewhere. Yes. Oh, 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 to answer, yes, there is a two and a three. And apparently okay. you don't need to play them to play four. So I did. <laughs> okay. Okay. So each, each one is its own... Story. Uh, like standalone. You, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, what do you call that? Uh, kind of like True Detective. Uh, I forget the... Oh, man, I'm having a brain fart. This is what happens when you're on cold medicine for like five days in a row. You're just, ugh. <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about L.A. Noir? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, 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 no, not L.A. Noir. Um, no, it's it's a it's a story where... It, 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 so, like, you see True Detective, right? Where yep. they each have, like, the similar theme of kind of... It is noirish and it is kind of seedy crimes in nature but each story is completely independent from an, all the other stories but they all have like are tied by this name there's a name for that type of storytelling and i forget off the top of my head doesn't matter anyway um uh, so we're you guys talk about the witcher a lot by the way and, and before i get into my video games i finally got around to watching the Witcher television oh, yeah. show on Netflix. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah dude, dude, I love it. I watched it twice. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Sweet. Real, real good. I liked it a lot. I get why, like, some of the critics didn't like it, because it was kind of... You don't realize until, like, episode five that you have these two different... For the majority of the whole season one, they're taking place on different timelines until yeah, they finally merge. they don't explain it at all. And right. I didn't realize until fuck maybe even like the second to last or last episode i was like wait what the fuck how is siri just but like they right. showed the scene i swear i've seen this scene before initially i, I mean, thought it was flashbacks but then i realized okay no this is they're literally on different storylines that are trying yeah. to intersect and it was i thought like it was good but they didn't really need to do that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was weird. It was weird because yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I don't know why they made that choice. I really liked the show in general, though. It Same. was it was pretty cool. The one criticism of it, which I thought was like, it it's only a so-so criticism because it it, it kind of made the show fun. Was that like each episode was like a side quest? Yeah. Right? And yeah, I, I like that about it. Yeah. I I did too because it added a lot of variety. And it, it kind of showed kind of the broad scope of the world and all of the magic and a lot of the lore, which some of it is kind of confusing as fuck. It was like, <laughs> I, I didn't even, I, I totally forgot, like, genies exist in the world of the Witcher. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, the gins. Yeah, yeah, so, 
There's a whole quest about that in the game with you and Yennefer. Yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah. I don't know if I ever did that one, or if I did, I forgot about it, whatever. So I thought that was kind of cool, though, to see, like, where the djinn, like, the origins of the djinn, because you don't see that in the game. You just right. hear about it. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it was, uh, I really like that, and it actually makes me want to, I, I own The Witcher 3, haven't started it ever. I've played the first two. Feel like a tool for not having ever played The Witcher 3, so now I'm gonna be one of those people who finally who watched The Witcher show and is like, oh, I'm gonna play The Witcher 3. <laughs> but whatever, no uh, problem there. So games I had been playing, AJ, you and I were playing Star Trek Bridge Crew. Bridge Crew, thank yeah, you. Yeah, Star Trek Bridge Crew. What is that? <laughs> so it's is VR. <laughs> yeah, it, okay. well, I guess you can't do it non-VR though now, but it's it's oh, it's yeah. like. Each person has a different role. Like one person is the captain, one person is like the engineer, one person is in charge of navigating the ship, the other person is in charge of like like weapon systems and stuff. And you have you basically go on a mission, and everybody has to work together playing their literal part on the command deck, and. You have to all work together and like talk and synchronize what you're gonna do for to complete various tasks. Otherwise, you die, right? So it's kind that of it's cool kind of, as hell. It actually is pretty cool. Um, oh. I think it's definitely better in VR because I tried playing it outside of VR and I was like, mm, they saying it, they saying it. Yeah. But, sure. uh, uh, just because it's 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 a lot clunkier when you're not playing it in VR because like you have to navigate digitally through these menus and a lot of the fun of it in vr is literally looking around be like nod and be like yep got it captain and then pointing <laughs> to your keyboard you could see everybody like working their keyboard like that's in yeah. front of them so it's, nice. it's pretty cool and and then of course the the always always ubiquitous sexual gestures people make in vr when you have two different hands so those are always fun. <laughs> but really like that been playing a bunch of this other game called Helldivers, which never played before, and that's actually really fun. It's um, it's a it's a shooter, but it it has a couple cool strategic uh, wrinkles to it, where you have like these power ups that you can drop in for you and your team, but they're like they're a sequence of button presses, so you have to get all the button presses right in an order, or you don't get the power up. And, like, some of those power-ups are, like, healing your teammate back to life or bringing in, like, a turret. And it, the game itself is, like, it's like Starship Troopers, right? Uh, okay. So you, you dropped on this planet with you and your squad, and it's all top-down, and you're all having to work together. And you can you can shoot each other, so you have to, like, be really coordinated insofar as where you're shooting. And... You just have to survive and complete the objectives, and then get to your dropship and get the hell out. So, Aaron, it, is this it, in VR as well? No, this is um, this is uh, not in VR. Uh, it's just a normal PlayStation arcade game. I think it's is actually I think it's made by Sony. It's I'm pretty sure it's a PS4 exclusive oh, no um, that they released some time ago, and it's and I have to say it's actually pretty fun. I thought the gameplay hook was great, and it like. I, I actually really like the fact that it's very much based on Starship Troopers because they have a lot of – there's a lot of comedy in it that is very along the same lines as all the bullshit in Starship Troopers. That's pretty good. 
Other things I've been playing were just some more Fortnite, which I'm glad you got into there. Shane? Is that cross-platform? Uh, yeah, yeah. We play each other. So oh, We did it. Me and Aaron and his buddy played when I was on Switch. Right, right, yeah. And you can chat, which is awesome. Yep. Um, Good stuff. It's a Modern Warfare. And then lastly, I played this other game I purchased, which I thought was all right. It's called Kill the Bad Guy. It's like a <laughs> love the name. Yeah, yeah, that's a great name. So it's, it's it kind of reminds me of like it's like a Hitman game, but in a, a physics puzzle game. It's a Hitman oh, physics puzzle game. That so sounds like, intriguing. The target is like like you know the target. He's walking by you, right? And so how are you going to kill him in this level? Well, there's a myriad of ways you could do it, and you don't. And he could be alert as to how you might be trying to kill him so you have to be somewhat stealthy in it but you are not like a you are only affecting various things in the level so you're not actually walking around behind him or anything like that you just are like i'm gonna start this car and rev up the engine at just the right time as he crosses the sidewalk path right so that sort of stuff or i'm going to play with this uh, wrecking ball uh rig up here and have it swing on such and such axis and that'll come across his path and kill. So So that's the pet name, huh, Aaron? Yes. (laughs) Yes. So no, that's, that's how it works. And it it was interesting. It had my attention for all of 40 minutes and then I set it down. That's awesome. We'll see if I get back into it, but yeah, that's, that's basically what I was, uh, basically what I was playing. All right, All right, good oh. stuff. AJ, I know you and uh, Gabe did a mostly normal side hustle this past week. You want to tell us a little bit about that? We did. We were lucky enough to sit down and interview a couple folks over from the Minnesota Rocker, which is the professional Call of Duty team here in Minnesota. You're, you're... Uh, yeah, Brett Diamond and Midnight sat down with us and, and basically just answered some questions about what esports are, what the Call of Duty League is, what to know about if you're going in to watch your first event. And it was pretty good. It was a lot of fun to talk to them, and we hope to talk to them more. If you want to check that out, you can just find that on whatever service that you use to stream our episodes. It's right on our main show page. So you'll see it. It's They're going to be called MNG Side Hustles. Yeah, yeah. And that's really cool that the Call of Duty League is kicking off in Minneapolis at the Armory this weekend. Uh, that's really exciting. So. Yeah, Call of Duty is taking over just like they kind of took over the entire decade. News, news, news. brings news. us on to the news, <laughs> yes. The first thing we're going to talk about on the news today is Call of Duty related, hence that wonderful segue. This was written up by Eric Kane on Forbes. And, and this is just the... He lists the top 20 games of the decade, and he also lists the top... 20 games of the previous decade and the difference is something that we uh especially aaron thought curious uh i don't know how philosophical we're gonna go on here but just just out of comparison i'm gonna read the top 10 for both so the top 10 best-selling games from 2010 to 2019 are as follows and i'm gonna start at 10 so number 10 minecraft and then I'm not even going to read which Call of Duties, because there's so many Call of Duties on here. If you want to look at the list, go give Eric Kane a click at Forbes. 
or, so or don't even say Call of Duty, just say the uh, the tag name of it. Okay, yeah. So it ten was Minecraft, and then it goes to Black Ops Three, World War Two, then Red Dead Redemption Two. Then we're back on Call of Duty. We've got Ghosts, Black Ops Three, Modern Warfare Three, Black Ops Two, Black Ops, and then the number one selling <coughs> game of the decade was our game of the decade, Grand Theft Auto Five. So Shocking. that's just insane <laughs> that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the top ten selling games are Call of Duty related. That's well, and, it, and if you go down to the top twelve, it's nine out of the twelve. It's, right, it's right. And then in comparison, the top ten of the previous decade, this is 2000 to 2009, Call of Duty is still in here, but we've got number ten, Call of Duty World at War. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, Mario Kart Wii, Wee. Call of Duty 4, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare 2, number 5, Guitar Hero World Tour, Wii Play Wee. with the remote, <laughs> number 3 is Rock Band, number 2 is Wii Fit, Wee. and number 1, Guitar Hero <coughs> 3 Legends of Rock. So there's a pretty stark difference there, and I was wondering if Aaron, you want to take it over from here, uh, your thoughts on that. I just think it's just really odd there's so many oddities about both these like like we fit we fit was the number two selling game of the odds decade like <laughs> what the fuck like because <laughs> a that was a it's a Wii game so i get there's you know a lot of install base right but they really just tried to i guess pounce on that whole fitness trend and then everybody was like i'm gonna buy this thing that looks like a three cutting boards stacked on top of each other it, <laughs> it did <laughs> and what like i can't believe that that's the number two selling game of the odds decade but whatever it's just it's just interesting because like the the list of games in the top 20 as a whole yeah there's a couple call of duties on there and there's a couple maddens and it looks like one two three call of duties yeah, uh, but three. like, you know, that it's it's a much more varied list, I would say, on the whole than, the, you know, the list from this past decade. Mm-hmm. Like, especially considering like everybody completely fell off of the music band genre game. Like yeah, that flash and, in the pan for sure. Yeah, I wonder I, what happened with that. I would totally play that again. <laughs> I would too. I I mean, dude, that like you'd go to college parties. Yep. And, like, at college parties, when people were just wasted off of keg beer, somewhere <laughs> in that house, there was a game of rock band going on that you could find. Dude, it's true. Yeah, no, it's true. There's and, a pretty good photo of me, of me on the old Facebooks playing rock, uh, Guitar Hero with, like, some aviators on, just looking pretty rough. <laughs> right. Right. It, it was just crazy that, like, those plastic guitar games and plastic instrument games, like, were so ubiquitous and so popular and then they just once our generation all kind of finished the college years they just fucking died mm-hmm. for they sure died here's a, a fascinating thing i, I want to bring about the we fit thinking about how they marketed that as you know a, a way to exercise you know you don't have to go to the gym you can just exercise at home and you think about how many people have treadmills that just sit there and they're actually like you know, have clothes hanging on them. 
And I think a lot of that crowd purchased right a, a, a Wii for the Wii Fit, and then it just sat there and was never used. <laughs> uh, and that's why it's so high on the list. I, I find that very fascinating. I would have never guessed that in a million years, but no, well, thinking it through, I think that's a marketing win. <laughs> oh, for uh, sure. Well, yeah. and some of it could be like, I think old folks' homes use the Wii a lot, so they would probably be buying multiple, right? Multiple Wii Fits. Right. And yeah. schools and daycares. So I can, I, I can see it, but you're right. I never would have guessed it. The other thing that's just from the odds decade, so many of these games that are on that list, on the, that top 20 list, they're not shooters or first-person shooters. Whereas from the top 20 games of this past decade, looks like only one, two, three, four of those games are not shooters or i'm sorry not there five of those games are not first person shooters and two out of those five are still shooters and those two are grand theft auto and star wars battlefront from 2015 and you can play in first person mode in both those games now so oh, you're talking of the whole top 20 yeah yeah you're right which is crazy. And, so technically only three of those games from the top 20 of this past decade aren't shooters at all you're right yeah that's crazy and only Super one crazy. of the top ten. Minecraft's the only one in the top ten that's not a shooter shooter. Yep. Yep. Huh. That's just odd. It's odd. Not to uh, dive into Death Stranding talk, but I think that goes with kind of what Kojima was saying with the American reviews of Death Stranding and how we're obsessed with shooters in our country. And, you know, the data backs that. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. it, it's crazy to think that they're all shooters in the top 10, with the exception of Minecraft, which is loved by adults, but a lot of kids everywhere. Uh, you know, you can't find a kid that's not played Minecraft. So right. that is crazy to think about. Jeez. For sure. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's kind of weird. And, and uh, as I was saying in our little team forum uh, on the Slack, just like, I wonder, I wonder what that says about society. In our society specifically, where we've gone from what was a video game group of people who loves chilling out and generally in the same room together playing plastic musical, plastic fake musical instruments, <laughs> trying to get the high score to some journey song, <laughs> right? Yep. To, to calling everybody. To, like, kids all over the place using the bomb and stuff and this, that, and the other thing, just harassing people online through Call of Duty. Like, that's, like, we've made that transition over 10 years somehow, and it's just, it's kind of odd. It's really odd. I, I just don't know what that says about us. Well, it says, it's it not like we, uh, need, we need more know, rock band in our lives. <laughs> yeah, yes. and maybe mass shootings in our country will go down. Yeah, that's, that's what it boils down to. Yeah, well, well people speak, love you to believe that. Speaking of Call of Duty, just today there was an update published. This update will add in a crossbow, which I think is fucking sweet. Um, so you have to visit the Marksman Rifle tab in the loadout menu, and then you have to complete a Marksman Rifle-related challenge in order to get the weapon, but... That's fucking sweet. I would definitely use a crossbow in Call of Duty. 
I'm I'm also, interested to see how many shots it is and stuff. So I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely. It's gotta be an insta kill, right? Yeah, it's like a one shot insta kill. Yeah. Just yeah, it, it says uh, in the article that is posted on. I found this on Charlie Intel. It's written by Kashav Bat, and yeah, it says it's a one shot weapon. So one hit, they're dead. They also are adding in Anaya Palace. That's gonna return to Ground War. So pretty cool stuff. Uh, what else do we have in the news? Well, Shane, Tencent plans to buy Funcom. This is an article written up by Mike Fahey at Kotaku. And the reason that I thought it was relevant for our podcast is just all the times we've been t- talking about Chinese influence over American companies lately. And I'm going to read just the beginning of Mike's article here. So go give him a click over at Kotaku. The world's largest gaming company is looking to get even bigger. Already a shareholder in Riot Games, Epic, Supercell, Ubisoft, Paradox, and Frontier, Chinese corporation Tencent announces plans to acquire full ownership of Norwegian developer Funcom, who make Conan Exiles, Age of Conan, Anarchy Online, and The Secret World. So I was wondering what you guys think. They already own a 29% share of them, so it's not like... Super, super surprising that they're buying the rest, but um, I guess I just wanted to know what you guys think about just another company going into Chinese influence in the video game world. Yeah, I'll broaden it out just a little bit, and I feel like when you have such a large entity influencing the decisions of a company, you kind of lose the original character and charm. Uh, okay. know, I'll use Bungie as an example. With Destiny, whenever they were part of Activision, they kind of weren't able to do what they wanted to. And then they separated, and all of a sudden they're catering more to the fans. And then they're winning awards for you know bouncing back and you know paying service to the community. Mm-hmm. Whenever you have shareholders of a big company dictating how you can operate, kind of spoils the you know love of the developers that are making the game because they have to meet certain objectives now the benefit is you know they have more money to do you know Mm -hmm. whatever they want but more restrictions on their creativity so personally i'm a fan of smaller publishers that have more creative liberties and maybe less financial backing um Mm -hmm. to to you know, influence, but that, that's how I feel. What are your thoughts, Aaron? I don't disagree with anything you said. I'm sorry, I, and I missed the bit. Who? What was the publisher that just got bought out? They're called Funcom. They did. Let's see, what was the game? Conan uh, Exiles. Conan Exiles. It, oh, was a, oh, it was a it was a free okay. PS Plus yeah. game this year. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not. I, I don't know. I I don't want to say I'm. Because Tencent, I don't think, has themselves been, like, the worst actor in all of this. I feel like it's been a lot of the the individual developers that are in part owned by Tencent. And it, it doesn't, at least it hasn't appeared that Tencent itself has been the one applying this pressure on those developers. And that they're kind of, like, making these gestures on their own behalf anyways so yeah i'm more of just like a looming presence than like an active <laughs> yeah you're right and and, <laughs> and but it's hard to say like you know what what's coming first the chicken or the egg 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know. The world is changing clearly and continually changing. And it's not going to stop. And I mean, the Chinese economy is just going to continue to grow and continue to swallow up various gaming companies and other companies that formerly were of dominant Western influence will be of dominant Chinese influence. And it, it, it'll be an adjustment period. So we're going to see what happens. But I don't know. I, I do agree with Shane's point that it's very nice when companies are able to stay smaller and stay more independent just because, you know, they they have more much more control over of their creative decisions. And speaking of one such company, transition to the next piece of news about Cyberpunk 2077 getting delayed mm-hmm. um, from, you know, April to September. So sad. Very sad. Very, very wah, sad. Wah, wah. But, but also the, not so sad. Yeah. Yeah. We want it to be good. Exactly. Yeah, correct. And, that's and I trust thing, that they're going to make it kick ass. So. And, and that's the one thing I got into a, a little bit of a, 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 a Twitter discussion with the person who was like, do you think all these companies are trying to scam us with pre-orders and this, that, and the other thing? Can't believe they delayed CG Product Red, blah, 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 blah. And the problem, I, it, it, it's so frustrating because people like people want to rally against Chinese money and right. big, cor- big corporate money, and they want to rally against uh, microtransactions and a whole bunch of paid DLC and this, that, and the other thing. Yet everybody wants to have their cake and eat it now with the game. It's bullcrap that we have all these expectations on these developers or ideals for these developers to be more independent and autonomous, yet at the same time, like, get frustrated when they delay a game because they want to make the game better. And everybody bitches about it because we're this, like, entitlement society now where it's give it to me now or I'm going to get pissed off and throw a temper tantrum despite I'm being a 20 to 30-something-year-old individual. I, I just think it's kind of sad. So there's there's a happy medium there, and we have not adjusted as a society well to that at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the other game that got delayed that I'm a bit worried about is Dying Light 2, which I was kind of excited for, as I liked Dying Light 1 just fine. And it's delayed indefinitely, which definitely doesn't sound good. Uh, no. That sounds like they're having financial problems, which... I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens in that game, but delayed indefinitely is never a good sign. <laughs> never no. a good sign. Especially... You know, do you think they're because they, you know, with Dying Light, they made a, you know, sold a good bit of copies on that. Uh, I don't think it's for a lack of money. I, I feel like it was probably going to come out too close to next gen, and they're like, fuck it, let's just take what we have and push it out on next gen. That's a very good than... point too. That's a very good point. It, it's, it's hard because nobody, it's, it's hard. It's, it, it's because of being so close to that generational switch, right? It's harder to read between the lines of what these companies true intentions or motivations are with these various decisions. So yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I hope that it's not about to be forever gone and that the developer themselves are in, financial straits i mean who knows yeah. if they are i feel like we'll be hearing a lot more about it within the next month or two 
Jason Schreier, we're talking to you. Right. (laughs) He's probably he's probably outside of their office in a trench coat with a microphone and a little (laughs) right now. Um, No, he's got one of those like cone things up to his ear. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I imagine him to be Inspector Gadget. Yes. But of the journalism world, you put on trench coat. Uh, That's great. Uh, But yeah, I hope hope Cyberpunk turns out well. Sure it will. Glad they delayed it if they felt they needed to delay it. I mean, people got to just have a little patience. <laughs> well, that brings yeah, us nice. to <laughs> our next story, which in order to successfully pull off, you will need lots of patience because this is written up by Kirk, Kirk McKeand, M-C-K-E-A-N-D, at VG247.com. So go give him a click, but it brings up the question, and I'll just read the headline. It says, couples that can survive overcooked two without breaking up can outlast anything. (laughs) And Gabe actually brought this to our attention, and he wasn't able to make it today. But guys, I'm curious to know, have either of you played overcooked two with your partner or overcooked? I actually have a little bit, but I'm wondering if you guys have (laughs) My wife hates video games, so no. I actually tried to get her into Overcooked uh, because I thought that might be a game that she might kind of be into uh, right. playing, but no, she shot it down. So. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, there's a, <laughs> there's no way she's playing any games with me. However... Did she uh, try it and then be like, fuck this, or did she not even try it? Oh, no, no. She has no interest in trying oh, games sad. at all. Oh, so, um, Because the Overcooked would be pretty intense i don't know if that would be the good first the best first game though (laughs) oh well uh my wife's also not a hiker and i took her hiking in duluth and went right over a snake's den uh Ah! and like ran right over it It was like oh shit snakes uh and was like babe come on hurry run run she's like what what why are you freaking out i'm like just fucking run run and she's like i need you to tell me why you're freaking out i'm like there's snakes she's like you brought me to a place of snakes Uh, i'm like i didn't know Uh, it's the outdoors (laughs) i uh i kind of just dive right in uh, head first so uh yeah that's great. Oh, um, man. I like how she needs you to first tell her why she needs to run. <laughs> instead of telling her to run. It's like, no, you need to tell me right now, Shane. That is right now, very, Shane. That is a very, uh, I guess, I don't have a wife, but very girlfriend slash wife thing to say. <laughs> no, yeah. you have to tell me why my life is in danger yeah. before I'll run. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm pretty easygoing and laid back, and whenever I get really urgent, it kind of throws my wife for a loop. <laughs> it's just like, well, what is happening? Uh, so, you know, yeah. life lesson. Damn the patriarchy again. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> no, but my, my experience with overcooking my wife is basically exactly as similar as yours. Uh, my wife hates video games. Tried to get her to play Overcooked once. I think she participated in it for five minutes. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go put on my face mask <laughs> cream. You have a good night. And I was like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> that was it. That's that basically it. Um, uh, yeah. I, my other buddy, Big D, though, he got his wife to play both the first one and the second one all the way through. They loved it. So, Oh, awesome. I don't know. I think it's... Some people can play video. You got your girlfriend plays video. Uh, AJ, so how, how did that work out for you? 
Yeah, she plays games sometimes with me. That game, I don't really remember specifically anything like good or bad happening. No fights or anything like that. But we didn't we didn't finish the game. I know that. We just made it through like the first three or four kitchens. So, I mean, I guess we made it through some of Overcooked. She did get real mad at me one time during Rocket League. I was trying to like just you like, were sni- you were sniping her goals, weren't you? No, it wasn't even. I was just trying to give her like some tip or something like that, and she uh, like immediately run. like just <laughs> I don't want to get better. I just want to play it. I'm like it'll it, no, this will just help you a little. No. I don't want to get better. I just want... All right, fine. So I, you didn't I, play no, Rocket League I, I've for never a long heard anything time. like that before, ever in my <laughs> life. I don't know why. It's, it's just like, teach me how to do something. But don't patronize me. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we actually recently started playing Rocket League together again on Switch. We've been playing the, the duos. So she forgave me for whatever I did wrong, but... <laughs> that was good. That's good. So Rocket League, we got in a fight over, but not Overcooked. I'll so make sure I, to let my wife know that if she wants to listen to this episode, she can only listen to the first 50 minutes and no yeah. more. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to the end of the news and our listener write-in. We got a write-in from Brando. He writes, Hey, MN guys, do any of you remember one of the Mario Party games for N64 where the minigames asked you to rotate the stick in a circle as fast as possible and that people use the palm of their hands and injured themselves. Um, I'm adding this part in. You know when that like gives you like the blister in the middle of your palm. And then he says, "LOL, it would be funny to hear your take on that. Find any articles about it or any other video game that could slash has caused injuries. Keep playing and podcasting, Brando. And I'd like to thank Brando for writing in. Not too long ago, I mentioned to you guys my first little gaming injury that i had with sarah in vr when she yeah. whipped the controller up and like hit me in the face and actually like caused a little bit of blood there <laughs> sure. i definitely remember what he's talking about do you guys know anything about video game injuries oh yeah this actually for the one he specifically talks about there's an actual term for this from urban dictionary it's called n64 palms <laughs> no way. Yeah. Awesome. That's incredible. So it was like a real term that was coined at some point. And evidently, uh, I was reading an article, too, that Nintendo, this goes back to the year 2002, which is weird because I'm pretty sure the Wii was already out then. But Nintendo has agreed to provide protective sports gloves to owners of the Mario Party game after seeing <laughs> numerous reports of children being injured playing the game. Oh my so, god. Jesus. An officially licensed Nintendo sport glove was, in fact, a thing. I don't. Jesus I, wasn't crucified. He just loved playing Mario Party. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow all right oh my god uh, sorry uh, i might edit that one out <laughs> uh, oh man that was great <laughs> that was hilarious. uh so yeah no it was, it was i actually uh yeah i i had uh quote unquote in 64 palms from playing mario party a couple of times and there's some other games that like i think it was um i want to say either 1080 snowboarding or twisted edge snowboarding where to like get like maximum rotations on your spins, you know, and like the half pipe or whatever you had to like, again, violently rotate that damn stick. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Definitely fucking was eaten into your palm. Uh-huh. So that, that one sucked. 
But the the and then like I remember when the Wii came out, we loved getting drunk and playing Wii Sports. Yeah. And like the two games everybody played while drunk were the Home Run Derby and Wii Tennis. And I played so much drunk in Wii Tennis, I ended up getting giving myself fucking tennis elbow. Like, <laughs> well, it's funny <laughs> that you mentioned that because. I actually did a little bit of Googling around this, and according to performancehealth.com, the three most common video game-related injuries are gamer's thumb, which is self-explanatory, repetitive strain injuries like wrist tendinopathy and carpal tunnel, and back pain. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So my uh, injury has nothing to do with any of those. But it oh, does good. relate back to part of our show earlier, talking about Guitar Hero and all of those games. So yes. uh, Rock Band, uh, one time in college, I was on the drum set and just like wailing on the drums because I was intoxicated too hard. And as the song finished, I threw the drumstick down and it hit the drum and bounced up and hit me in the eye. Uh, oh, and- oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. So, yeah, I didn't have to go to the hospital or anything, but it definitely hurt. Probably more my pride than uh, anything else, but it was funny. All my friends laughed at me. I thought (laughs) you were going to say, like, like you threw the guitar up in the air and then Mr. Catch, like, Dave Grohl did when he was in Nirvana. Oh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, Like, tried to swoop it around. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Good stuff. Well, thanks, Brando. For writing in and helping out with our conversation. I want to remind you guys if you want to write in, you can reach us at mngamerspodcast at gmail.com. And what? that brings us on to and that brings us on to our mostly normal question. Guys, I like this one. If you could have any animal as a pet, what animal would you choose? Um, it could be any animal, alive or dead. Or, I mean, I guess I mean, like, extinct. You don't want to have, like, a dead patch. Jesus. <laughs> An animal, like, alive or extinct. Hey, hey, AJ, don't uh, put limits on me, man. <laughs> okay, if you want it to be dead, it can be dead. Um, oh, if, you, if it lives in water, you have, like, a pool, or, like, you live by an ocean, I guess, what what, what would you guys have as a pet if you could choose? Dude, <laughs> Dude I, I know. Can I assume that this animal is, like, fully domesticated and will not Yeah, he's going to be me. your friend. He's, okay. he's going to be your friend, or she. Okay. It will be oh, dude. <laughs> My jam is a Komodo dragon. Oh, that's uh, a good one. I would love to have one. You could probably that's like way too ride cold one in Minnesota. Um, <laughs> you, you could ride one. Yeah, Selma definitely could ride one. Yeah, for uh, sure. I love the Komodo dragon, and I started. This is gonna sound crazy, but I fell in love with the Komodo dragon while playing. I think it was Far Cry Three, and <laughs> on those hunting missions. I was like, these animals are fucking sweet. And then on planet Earth, one of them, uh, seeing them on there, yes. I was like, oh, man, this is so badass. And then we're members of the Minnesota Zoo, so we go there all the time with my daughter, Selma. And I always want to spend as much time just staring at the Komodo dragon uh, as I possibly can. So that would be my answer. Uh, hopefully that, it wouldn't drool everywhere around my house. Yeah, that's awesome that you say that because Sarah wants to go to – there's like a Komodo dragon island somewhere where they like all live. And Sarah wanted to go, and we were going to maybe try on a vacation, but apparently it's closed for like a year or two so the habitat can like recover, which oh, I think wow. is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For me – there's two answers that I have. One inspired me from Archer. I don't know if you guys have ever watched that show. Yes. 
I love that show. I guess I haven't seen the last couple of seasons that came out, but I was obsessed with the first like three. And there's one of the characters, her name changes a bunch, but Cheryl Tunt, she has an ocelot. And there's this episode where like Archer comes in and he's like, Babu. And he's like, he remembers me like later on in another episode and stuff. And I've always, ever since I saw that, I, I wanted an ocelot. Because I think that would just be awesome to have, like, a, I don't know, like, big dog-sized cat. <laughs> and For then sure. one of those little flying squirrels I think would be awesome, too. I saw a video of one, like, jumping on a cat's face, and it was pretty awesome. So, if I don't say my dog, I'm pretty sure he's sitting here batting at me right now. He'd kill me. <laughs> but he can't hear this conversation, really, So, because I have you guys in my headphones. Nice. So, I'm going to give you a couple answers. I really love animals. I'm going with A... The Bengal tiger, because fuck yeah. Nice. Um, or a... Like Jasmine from Aladdin. Right, but much more badass. Yep. Oh, a dire wolf. And then I'm going to hit you with a funny one from I don't know what Earth historical period it was. But, like, do you guys know that, like, emperor penguins used to be, like, six and a half feet tall? One no. Of them? Yeah. They, they, I, I want one of them. Um, and then... It's like the penguin from Billy uh, Madison. It, it's giant, yeah. Um, and then it'd also be really sweet to have a, either a velociraptor and, or a pterodactyl, uh, because a, I just figure if they're domesticated, I can ride around on my fucking velociraptor or my pterodactyl, my pterodactyl could be my mode of transportation to work. I just fly (laughs) above the traffic. I'm a pterodactyl. If you try to fuck with me, he's going to eat you. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. I'm going with those ones. Don't ask me where I'm going to put them. All right. Well, this has been the 31st episode of the Mostly Normal Gamers podcast. Thank you, listeners, so much for joining us this week. If you haven't yet followed us or subscribed, what are you waiting for? You can find us at MN Gamers Podcast on Twitter. The podcast is on all of your favorite streaming services. If you'd like to send in any questions, concerns, critiques, please do. Until we get our website up and running, you can email us at mngamerspodcast at gmail.com. My name is AJ ID. You can find me at AJ underscore ID. Give me a follow. Shane, where can people find you on those internets? Well, you can find me at SimGameShane. All right. Aaron, how about yourself? You can find me at Woods the Mav. Perfect. Once again. As long as you don't get banned again, dude. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm not gonna get no, banned no, again. <laughs> I, I did give I didn't give up anything for New Year's, and I realized you know what I'm gonna give up for New Year's? Trolling. Twitter timeout. <laughs> trolling. I'm, All right. I'm giving up trolling for New Year's. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you everybody for well, listening. This has been the Mostly Normal Gamers podcast. Happy gaming. Bye. Yeah, yeah.